0: My name is Emiliano Mori and welcome to our podcast Warrior Family. We are a family of successful entrepreneurs, visioners, hustlers, and leaders. We are compassionate, loving, fearless, and determined. We fight for love, profits, and a better world. And this podcast was made for future leaders, entrepreneurs, world changers, and families all over the world. We gained our wealth by running one of the best network marketing companies in Europe, And successfully coaching and speaking empire our stories tips will show you that everything is possible and this podcast includes all the best sales marketing relationship personal growth and health advice you can get and interviews with the most successful people in the world our motto is my business is not my family my family is my business and we are here to show you how to have it all hi everybody this is warrior family and i'm similian mori i'm sure you are all here because you want to create and live the life worth living. But in order to do this, we have to do something about it. And my goal within this show is to introduce to my guests their habits, their strategies, mind hacks, systems, belief systems that can help you create the life worth living. And today I have a special guest. His name is Chad Nicely. Uh, He started with his online marketing business in 1998 and on first day he generated 3,000 bucks. That is back then where no Facebook existed, no Instagram, nothing. He's father of two beautiful girls, and he is real entrepreneur. Welcome, Chad, to my show. Thank you.
1: Pleasure being here.
0: Yeah, I'm so happy to have you on my show because I see we share the same history. You used to be a police officer. I used to be a police officer. Old school, yes.
1: Law enforcement background, yes. Let's
0: start with this. Why did you get into the police?
1: Oh, man. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's painful. You sure yeah, you want yeah. me to go there? All right. Yeah, yeah. So I could be honest and transparent here. Absolutely. All right. So I grew up. I had a mean-ass stepdad. Meanest stepdad you'd ever meet in your life. Very abusive. And so uh, one day, I finally had the courage to stand up to the biggest, toughest guy I knew in my life. And he had a a purple Pyrex mixing bowl. And he was getting ready to knock my brother out. We were in the garage. And I finally confronted him. I said, stop. Like, why are you doing us to these kids? Like, we're good kids. And he said something. And and I would ask you this question. Can one moment change your life? One moment. Do you think so? I think so. He asked me his question. This is what he said. He said, my dad beat me. I'm beating you kids and someday you'll beat your own. Powerful stuff, right? You can't say I didn't warn you. And you know what? Boom, something snapped. How old you were something, then? I must have been seven or eight. But something snapped. And you know what? I decided right then and there. I said, okay, number one, I will never beat my kids. Number two, I will never touch a wife if I ever have a wife. And number three, I'm gonna become a cop so I can put SOBs like you in bracelets. 18 years old, I went, enrolled in the police academy and the rest is history so I had a why and it was a boom split-second decision
2: hmm it could be any other way too if you put another meaning to it
1: oh there's tons of meanings
2: yeah so it was probably out of the frustration
1: there could have been a lot of things happening like you talk about some real obstacles and false beliefs that you have to get over so what what,
2: yeah what were some false beliefs or limiting beliefs that you had in your life from the childhood
1: well I mean I was always told that I grow up to be a POS you know what that is I don't want to be inappropriate but you know I was told like not to offend anybody but I was told you will grow up to be a piece of shit I heard this consistently, never saw love, never saw trust. Instead, I heard things like money doesn't grow on trees. What do you think I'm made of money? Like over and over Mm -hmm. and over. Never saw my parents kiss, never saw affection, never saw any of those things. If you don't think that those don't affect you in life, guess again.
2: So how did this affect you in your
1: life later on? Well, maybe bound and determined to prove that I can become somebody in life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's times, you know, the, the thing is, you have to forgive, forget, move on. You know, and there's things that you can do to do that. I'm not the only one that's gone through circumstances like this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. But yeah, there's times where, you know, you have obstacles. There's things you have to deal with.
2: Mm-hmm. So your stepdad is still alive?
1: You know, I don't know and I don't care. Mm-hmm.
2: So you didn't make peace with him yet. No.
1: And I never will. And I don't have reason to. Mm -hmm. I don't have reason to. Because of that, I knew the kind of father that I wanted to be in life. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has just turned out to be extraordinary. Honestly. And I think that if I hadn't lived the life that I lived, I wouldn't be providing the life today that my kids have.
2: So what is, uh, you mentioned the word of a father. What is the hardest thing for you? Or being a father
1: well I'm a I'm divorced this business if, if you don't have balance in your life if you're just focused on the money and chasing after shiny objects and if you're frankly neglecting your family or whatever hey you know I speak at an event and I, I'll tell you there's a light yeah. switch that can go out and this room can get very very dark mm-hmm. and your life can change boom that fast mm-hmm. and so for me Divorce was death and so the hardest thing for me has been Bringing two amazing children in this world and not being able to be a part of their life each and every night Mm -hmm. tuck them into bed and pray with them and Mm -hmm. Everything I'd like to do everything Mm -hmm. I planned on doing Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I didn't have balance. I wasn't responsible and I had to grow up
2: Thank you for sharing it. So what was the Biggest mistake you did that Brought you to the
1: the biggest mistake, you know that old saying you don't know what you got till it's gone Mm -hmm. That was my biggest mistake So I'll say this to anybody that's watching if you have the opportunity to go to dinner with your wife Put that phone away If you're talking to a team or your marketing team or developers like I was doing put that phone away like There's only, today I'm 42 years old, and I realize how fast life goes. Been in this business 20 years. It goes fast, right? The things that are most important to us won't necessarily be there if we don't take care of them, Mm -hmm. and if we don't value them. I didn't value my family, and so one day, that light switch went out, and they were gone. I didn't have balance in my life. Today I have balance. I'm aware of these things. I've been given second chances. But I also believe that everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. and I've been able to share this story with Thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of people all around the world. So maybe that's why Things happen to us.
2: Yeah, maybe it's a blessing for somebody too. Yeah, maybe So how often do you see your daughters?
1: I see my daughter every other weekend Mm -hmm. now I recently moved to Vegas full-time and uh, my little girls live in Wyoming and there used Mm -hmm. to be a direct flight from, uh, Vegas to Wyoming. They don't have that anymore. So now it's a bit of a struggle to get there. But I still try to get there. And we, there's an app called Marco Polo. And if anybody's separated from their kids, vacation, you know, visitation, whatever it is, download that app. And you can stay in constant contact with your children. Marco and so, Polo. Marco Polo. It's a video app. And it goes back and forth. It's free. It's, it's brilliant. And so we talk every day. Every morning, every night, I try to talk to my kids. Even if they don't respond, they know that dad took the time out, and I love you, I'm proud of you, I miss you. Every day. Mm-hmm. Right? It's important. The, the kids need to hear these things. How long have you been divorced? I divorced in 2012. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough subject. So how,
2: how How did you explain this to your kids?
1: How did I explain it? Yeah. I don't think anybody explained it to them. It's a part of life. But they they had a strong foundation and so they were okay you know mm-hmm. kids they're resilient they stay busy they, they were okay you know it's part of life
2: yeah of course but I can see that you have big influence your kids I try you have Katerina. She she's already 13 years old and I saw her on stage yeah. speaking in front of yeah a big crowd
1: a big moment for that little girl
2: so that was something. Those years that you spent with them, what did yeah. you do right? What did you do right?
1: You know, when I was in their life every day, even, even though I was busy, I I involved my kids in everything. Like my little mm-hmm. girl would go with me every day. We would go, hop in the car, and we would go to Starbucks. And she would always. The girls at the Starbucks they knew her. She would hold her hand out, and she would get her little vanilla latte. Now there was no coffee in the drink. But she didn't know any better. She just knew she had a coffee like her dad, right? That's one of my obsessions. And so they've always been involved with everything I do. So I've always done a lot of sales videos, green screen videos, you, you name it. And so the green screen would be up. And I have actual videos you can find it on YouTube where these little girls at three and five years old are scripting. They're shooting videos. And then dad would go and knock out the screen and put Disneyland behind it or it's all they've known. All, all they've ever known is this business. And they've always been like very fun and supportive of it. And so, you know, I've always made it a positive thing with them. You know, so uh, it was kind of a reward for them to, you know, be able to shoot their own videos. And Katarina has actually gone out there and done videos for very well-known marketers and helped them launch their products. And, <laughs> 13 years old yeah she did this at 12 years old so the first thing is she's worked with business owners she's helped them go out there and she's shot like facebook ads and stuff like that actually gone and and loaded the facebook ads and then she turned around and people have challenged me they're like that's not really your daughter i'm like Watch the video and you will see her, I'm holding this iPad, which is all you have to have, you know, I'm holding this iPad and she's introducing herself and then you see her like using Photoshop and she's talking you through it and everything else like she created a course at 12 years old and so the next step was for her to get up on stage and talk about you know why she was able to do these things why she was able to face her fear and actually go out there at 12 years old and be successful she made four thousand dollars in a week now to a lot of people that may not be a lot of money but I don't know about you when I was 12 years old, I was playing G.I. Joe's and Transformers <laughs> in the sand. <laughs> I wasn't building courses, and she's also done a webinar, and I, I wasn't doing, uh, you know, speaking on stage.
2: So she's entrepreneurial.
1: When she went up on stage, she said, I am a 12-year-old entrepreneur, just like my dad was before me. And it was, I, I got to tell you, it was, it was a big moment in my life. but. You have to understand, and I think this is very important, and I try to teach my students this, we can definitely influence our kids. Mm -hmm. We can make such a massive difference in our kids' lives. My girls have a vision board. They know the cars they want to drive, the houses they want to live in, on the beach. Uh, Katerina wants to go to Harvard College. They know the countries they want to visit. They know who their mentors are. They see that all the time, so they, they constantly have that vision. They write down their goals every single day. On a scale of 1 to 10, they write down how they're feeling, right? And if we find out they're having a bad day, we go back and we look at that, right? They also write down three things that they're proud of themselves for, for the night before. These things make a difference. My girls are always hearing motivational videos. They're hearing from Les Brown. They're hearing from Tony Robbins. They're hearing from uh, Denzel Washington, Matthew McConaughey. Like, I think everybody that wants to succeed in their business, the first thing they should do, don't go buy some CD or motivational set or something. Just go to YouTube, type in motivational videos, because they have taken the very best clips that exist and Mm -hmm. combine them all to where you just sit there and listen to the very best messages that can possibly hit your brain. And so my kids are consistently hearing these things, and the result? Well, they're both introverts, but you can see Katerina, she has not let that stop her, has she? No. She's gone out there, she's facing her fears. And that, If you listen to the video, if you take the music out, you will hear Katerina, as I'm embracing her, say, Dad, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. I had to make a decision very quickly. I said, this can go one of two ways. This could be very, very bad. If that little girl tears up and runs off the stage, that's my event. I'm going to look like a horrible father. Or she can face her fear, win over everybody's heart, and do what I believe she was born to do, which is the choice she made. And she absolutely rocked it. And even though she started out with, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, When she came off that stage, she ran to me in the back of the room, and she said, Dad, I want to do it again. And so I said, baby, go up there and announce the next speaker. It's unbelievable. It is. And you know what? It was not that hard. Like You have to encourage your kids. And I think some of the music, some of the movies, some of the imagery that's out there today Mm -hmm. is very, very damaging. I'm learning a lot about energy and mindset and and things that I was not open to before, Mm -hmm. I'm completely open to, and I'm going, whoa, there's something to all this.
0: Warrior Productivity Strategies is a free ebook you can download at www.warriorfamily.com. It will help you be productive, focused, and motivated. You will achieve great success
1: In a short amount of time.
2: What legacy would you like to put uh, down to your kids?
1: What legacy? You know, I don't expect anything of them. I don't know if this is the future for Katarina. I will be supportive of whatever they choose to do. But what I want them to have is, I want them to have the confidence. I don't want them to have issues like I had. I I don't want them to feel like they're not worthy. Mm -hmm. And I just want them to know that they can go out there and they can make a difference in the world and they can do anything once they set their heart to it. And I really believe that they have the foundation to do it. And you know what? They're going to get their heart broke. Like Katarina, she's going to have a boyfriend. I know she's going to have her heart broke. She's going to have to go through life. It's going to hurt. See, my baby hurt, yeah, it's going to hurt me. But you know what? That's that's how life's supposed to be. That's how we get to the next level. That's why things happen.
2: Wow. I have to show the video to to my kids.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And this was where she got uncomfortable. After she came off that stage, everybody wanted to get their picture with her. That was too polarizing for her. That made her very uncomfortable. She's like, Dad, I don't want to be a star or anything like that. That's the part I didn't like. She was good speaking, but when everybody embraced her, that's where she got uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But so many adults came to her and said, I relate to you better than I do your dad. And I realized, wow, that little girl has the ability to go out there and really transform lives.
2: Unbelievable. So let's talk about what happened before you quit your police officer
1: job. Well I went to the academy, I got post certified and everything else and it didn't seem like you serve a purpose. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like The way I started seeing law enforcement is, you become a social worker, right? And so you get like a domestic call. You go hook the guy up, put him in bracelets, put him in jail. She bails him out, and then he beats her up again the next day. Like you're not serving a purpose. You're just stuck in a hamster wheel. Do you know what I mean? Like and absolutely can relate. (laughs) Yes, and I've been stuck in that hamster wheel. Not not only in in that, but so many even in this business. And it gets to the point where you realize it's, the money's nice. If you Look, I'll be honest. If you take the money out of the equation, I'm gone. You got to have the money. It can't all be about the money. Like If you're not making a difference, I, I would do something else. Because mm-hmm. I can make money doing other things. I can work behind the scenes and make money. But when you're an influencer, you have the ability and the responsibility to make a difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. It blows me away that we're able to do that with this business.
2: So how did you get into the business?
1: So here's what happened. I I got into the oil field because that's where I thought the money was. This is in Wyoming. I started uh, working for my dad's company and situations arose and pretty soon uh, I was Put in charge of financing. So I learned about balance sheets and profit and loss reports. I started working with bankers and the IRS and Mm -hmm. CPAs, and I found it to be rather interesting and easy. And I was good at it. I was reconciling bank statements, all this stuff that, man, I got a degree in administration of justice, right? So through that, I said, I can own my own businesses. So I went out there and I opened a gift shop. We rocked it out. But the reason why I learned a valuable lesson. We would go out there and find the most unique items we could possibly find and the most expensive ones. Mm -hmm. And we would go and, you know, triple, quadruple the price and people would buy because they wanted quality. They were tired of garbage. So we did very, very well. And through politics, that store shut down and I, I had this uh, vision, when I was a teen, 14 years old, I worked for a place called Litos. Mm-hmm. And Papa Lito worked for Pat's King of Steaks in Philadelphia. And Pat's King of Steaks was known as the founder of the Philly cheesesteak. And so they taught Papalito how to make his own Philly cheesesteak. He would bring the rolls in from Amoroso from Philadelphia, and he would put the meat on the grill and the onions, and he'd put the cheese on top, put the roll over it, yeah, you'd know, flip it. Like, there's a science to this whole thing. And so I learned to do that. And I told Papalito when I was 14 years old, someday I'm going to open my own restaurant, and I'm going to serve these Philly cheesesteaks just like you showed me. And so later on in life, I did just that. It was called Philly Staking Company. And we brought that Amoroso in, and we did it exactly like Papalito told me. Very, very successful with it. And then I found that I had a dire, just a, a, an obsession with coffee. I love coffee. There was no Starbucks. There was no little latte houses or coffee houses. I said, man, I'm gonna open my own coffee shop. And so we did coffee, espresso, gelato, 20-foot salad bar, and all these other things. But then there was a problem. You see, this was Wyoming. There's one thing Wyoming doesn't have. You know what it is?
2: What?
0: People. (laughs) (laughs) Like Slovenia. (laughs) So, So if
1: you're gonna own all these businesses, you need to have people. And so that's where the internet came back in my life. And I said, okay, I gotta start learning SEO. I got certified for SEO from some company in 2009. I found that certificate the other day. Gotta start learning SEO, learn to drive traffic and everything else so that I can succeed with my businesses and so through that I learned traffic and online marketing and started becoming very successful and when you're successful you teach your students how to become successful and then pretty soon you develop your own systems and processes and strategies and now I own a software company.
2: Which is an online training platform?
1: E-learning is the
2: key. That is such a
1: big word. That's a $325 billion Mm -hmm. word
2: how much is now
1: they expect this is a big aha moment they expect e-learning to be a 325 billion dollar market in how many years by 2025 so you can that's according to so you can okay. see i'm all in in
2: 2015 i think it was 50 yeah. And then it doubled in one or two years.
1: Oh yeah, it's insane. And every college, the high schools, the grade schools, everybody's going to e-learning. And so yeah, I'm I'm all in on this. I'm I'm in on two things. Mhm. Cuz look, our business is changing. It's under attack. When they had Zuckerberg up on Capitol Hill, that was not a good thing. And when that senator asked him, "Do you think it's a good idea to instill the Digital Protection Agency Act?" Hello, He didn't just come up with that. There's something coming down the pipeline, and online marketing, I believe, is going to change. There's two things I teach my students to be focused Mm on. Number one is e-learning, and here's the reason why. E-learning is the future of education. Yeah, I agree. Number two, I teach my students to go out there and work with real brick-and-mortar businesses. I don't think there's ever going to be a three-letter governmental organization like the FTC, the FCC that steps in and says, you can't help that coffee shop grow its business. I think you're safe with those two things. And so that's the direction that we're going, and that's the direction we've gone with our software company.
2: So, how can you help brick and mortar businesses with e-learning?
1: Two separate things. Yes. Two separate things. So, here's the thing. I believe that people all around the world are no longer going to show up to a 9-5 to day job. Instead. They're going to sit there in the comfort of their home, on their sofa, they're going to take out their laptop, they're going to log into a site and they're going to develop skills and abilities that are going to help them with their job, with personal development, Mm -hmm. with their relationships. They're going to go through a training portal and they're going to start watching videos to help them develop those abilities. Mm -hmm. I think that's the future. And I think that we are at the infant stages of this whole entire Mm e-learning thing. Mm You know, and, and, and so people are like, well, I've heard of training courses before, I've heard of memberships. Yeah, because you're in this marketplace, but the rest of the world, this is a new thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a great opportunity when somebody recognizes that.
2: How is different your e-learning?
1: How is like, it different?
2: From other competitors, I won't name them because they didn't pay me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, here's the thing. But really, you know, there uh, are many platforms out there. Yeah. I check them like... Yeah. We're revolutionary. And the reason why is so I'll have people, I'm not going to give away the process here on the call, but I have people that fly to our home in Vegas and we will sit down with them and we will create a course right there in a matter of hours. We will do it. We have a revolutionary process is different than anything you've ever done. But the second thing is Other people can build courses in a week, month, whatever. It doesn't mean your students make it to the end. Matter of fact, I looked up a statistic the other day and said 4% of all students who enroll in a course actually make it to the end.
0: It's so terrible.
1: Here's the reason why. Here's another big keyword. It's gamification. Mm -hmm. So our system has the points, the badges, and the rewards to really uh, encourage somebody to get to the end of your course. It keeps them moving. And not only that, it uses social proof. So it says, hey, 50 people have already received this badge or this reward. You need to as well. You see, so peer pressure kicks in. Mm -hmm. So the enticement is unlike anything you've ever seen before. And then the last thing, I'll give you three, is the monetization. Banners, news tickers, pop-ups, light boxes, buyer behavior. This was a dream come true for me. I've used a lot of membership platforms and course builders, and they all took too much time because I'm a machine when it comes to producing content and producing products. And I needed something that was fast. I got it down to two clicks. Mm, Really? Really. Matter of fact, we're getting ready to host a master class as soon as I get back to Vegas. It's a three-part class. And the hook is we guarantee that you will build a course on our platform in the next three days. For free using our platform.
2: So, how do you charge for somebody hosting the courses on your platform? So,
1: the idea is to get word out about our platform. And so, we know that if we can do that, which we can, it's an easy task. Mm-hmm. If we can help you build a course and you have it gamified and you have it on our platform, you will continue to keep the platform after your free trial make sense yes and I could go out there and charge 297 497 997 for this training if I want to but our goal is to boost our subscriber base
2: mm-hmm so how long you are now in the e-learning business
1: how long yeah. so we started building that in
2: 2014
1: 2014 yeah Wow.
2: what, what was the hardest thing to start this business
1: for the e-learning business, yeah. what was the hardest thing? It wasn't hard. You know why? Here's another light bulb moment. We did something that I've never seen before. And so here's what happens. When people start a business, they have an idea, and they go create the idea, and then they find partners that help them launch or sell it, and then you pretty much shove it down your customer's throat, if you think about it. So we did something different, and what we did was we found our potential customers and we asked them, what would you like to see in this e-learning platform? Mm -hmm. And so they told us. So there was nothing real complicated because we already had the roadmap, but by doing that, this is what I didn't know would happen. We created the strongest community. It was almost like a cult, Mm -hmm. and we involved them in every step of the process. So if we had a new idea, we would go do an online meeting or a webinar and ask our potential customers... What do you think of this idea? And by doing that, they kind of take ownership. Mm -hmm. They they love it. And so the day that that product becomes available, you've already pre-sold it for the last six months or so. And so you're able to open up with monster sales, 250,000 I think is what we did. And so now your potential partners see that and they go, wow, this just opened up day one, you got monster sales, I wanna go and promote this.
2: So you actually help speakers, coaches build a course. You're not just hosting their course on your e-learning platform, but you help them build a course. Yeah, this is different that, that I know from other companies.
1: Yeah, because what do, what do, what do people want, man? They want, they want you to hold their hand and take the responsibility off them and put it on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you can do that, you'll be very successful.
2: How many employees do you have?
1: Well, we have 14 developers all around the world. We have a graphics team, we have a support team, and then we have admin. So, quite a bit.
2: So, how do you manage the business?
1: Well, I got an amazing partner mm-hmm. that <laughs> this, when you have a partner, make sure your strengths are opposite. Okay. So, everything, everything that's my strength that I'm good at is her weakness. Okay, so I'm good at video, good at interviews, good at marketing, good at graphics, good at sales copy, but I can't balance a checkbook no more, right? I just burned out with it. I'm horrible with directions. Uh, Everybody thinks I'm big with technology. I can't turn the TV on half the time. I have to have my kids do that. I'm an internet guy and I teach relationship marketing. That's not technology. Right, so I have a partner that her skills and her abilities are opposite of mine, and so mm-hmm. that right there is like the perfect fit. You know, that's a perfect balance. Mm-hmm. And I've had partners where if we have the same gifts and the same skills and the same ability, it, it's like this. Yeah, it it's crash. horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's also something else, and I don't want to freak anybody else, but I've learned this. Uh, I had to learn about the signs. There is a certain sign that I absolutely cannot work with. So I'm an Aquarius. I was born in January, okay? And, uh, and and I don't mean to offend anybody, but this is what I looked at. There's a there's a system called Trello. Trello is like a free project management yeah. system. And here's what I want people to do. Go list out all the signs. And then take everybody that you've ever had a business relationship, a love relationship, whatever the case may be, and put it in the column, whatever their sign is. And then what you can do with Trello is you can assign labels to it. And so if the relationship was good, mark it green. If it was okay, mark it yellow, meaning it wasn't good, wasn't bad. And if it was bad, mark it red. And what you will find is one whole column will end up being red. Isn't that amazing? And so, guess what? Now I know. Now I'm dialed in. I was at an event the other night, and there's certain people I'm drawn to. Leos, like, whoom! like we have a great relationship. All the, you know, the the greatest relationships I've been in, both business and love, you know, personal, everything, have all been Leos. Very, very good. Right? Yep. And I know that just by looking at somebody, that, boom, that's a good sign for me to, and then there's other people, I'm like, man, that guy right there, he's standoffish, like we're not gonna get along, and if we try, it's like, I don't know if you've ever talked to somebody, like you and I get along, yeah, very naturally, yeah, yeah. but there's people here that uh, you struggle to find something to talk about, yeah. and what I have found is we're usually opposite signs, we're not even supposed to be in the same country together. Okay. Now here's what's crazy about this. Years ago, I wouldn't have been open to any of this. I've learned so much, and I think the turning point for me when I became open-minded was after I went through a divorce, lost everything in life, and realized what was important.
2: Great. How did you gamify your kids?
1: How did I gamify my kids? Well, since you put it that way, yeah. So let me give you an example. Uh, I would like to
2: gamify them about their course, you know, chores. How do you say? Yeah. Everyday routine they have to do in the morning.
1: And you can. So uh, my daughter needed $300, $350 for her cheerleading boot camp. Yeah. No. Okay. $300. I would have given it to her no matter what. Uh, you know, I, I got to support what she does, her yeah. passions. And uh, I said, okay, baby, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the money but here's what i need you to do dad's got to do a presentation this monday if you'll help me with the presentation i'll pay you what do you want me to do dad well there's this book called think and grow rich and i got to find the top 10 pointers out of that book and i got to make a presentation so if you'll read that book put together a little report of the top 10 pointers So I can put it in my presentation, see, that way she's a hero to her dad, right? Then I will pay you. I didn't just give it to you, you worked for it, right? Yeah. See how easy it was? My kids are introverts, and I remember uh, we were just visiting Vegas. This is before I moved there, and we were on the Strip. And it was middle of summer, it was hot, like 112 or something. We walked the whole entire Strip, and they were exhausted. But we got to the end of the strip, and I think it was a New York, New York hotel. And we got in there, and my girls saw these little heart-shaped sunglasses. Now, my girls are not uh, material-oriented; they're not motivated by material things at all. Matter of fact, my girls love language, which very important to know. Not only is it important to know your kids' love language, it's important to know your partner's love language. My lead developer, I know that he's all about gifts. And so I'll send him a bottle of Johnny Walker. And we used to have like a love-hate relationship, and now it's just smooth. I got another lead developer. He's words of affirmation. And so every single day, I just need to compliment him, tell him he's doing a great job, right? Mm-hmm. That's all he needs. That's his love language. So when you look at it, you say from a partnership, that just makes it, oh, it makes a lot of yes. sense. Not just love, but also on a business. But also know it with your kids. My kids are words of affirmation and touch. Gift is at the very, very bottom. Mm-hmm. right? So I've never seen them motivated by anything. But there was these heart-shaped sunglasses. I think they were only like four bucks. Not a big deal. Not, not a lot of money. And they wanted these. And it threw me off because i have never seen them want anything. So it was like a pattern interrupt for me. And I said, mm, okay, I'll think about it. And so I made them walk all the way back. We eventually picked up an Uber because it was too hot, too long. And we got back to the hotel, and all I heard about were these stupid, heart-shaped sunglasses. I heard about it all night. They didn't want to sleep. I said, okay, I'll tell you what, girls. We will get up early, walk that strip again, we'll go get it. They were so excited with these glasses Right? And so the next morning, I don't think they slept. It was like Christmas for them the next day. Uh the next morning we got up really early. They went, jumped in the shower. I've never seen them shower so fast, had their teeth brushed, and uh we hit the strip. And I said, Girls, and Katerina goes, Oh, I knew it. Here we go. Like she knew something was coming. I said, All right, we're gonna go to that hotel again. I will buy you as many of those glasses as you want. You can get a backup pair, whatever you want to do. But there's a catch and my little one goes i knew it like it was too good to be true like they knew dad was going to do something yeah i said here's what we're going to do as we walk down the strip and my kids are introverts they're scared of their own shadow i said i want you to greet a hundred people and the catch is it doesn't count unless they greet you back now (laughs) I saw these little girls go from like a little wave to high to eventually offering to carry people's bags, complimenting people, like they came to life. But here's what I know. When you watch Katarina on stage, she'll tell you about this whole experience and how her dad has been doing this with them. And she told me something that absolutely blew me away that I've never heard before. She goes, what I didn't realize was this was a social experiment and I I heard her say that and I really tuned in and she said what we learned was and these little girls are out there in the little church dresses cute as can be right she goes, what we learned was none of the white people wanted to stop and talk to us only the minorities stop and talk to us and you know what the thing is I didn't even realize that at the time I was just so proud That they were coming out of their shell and so they did it they greeted a hundred people those people greeted them back and you know what my kids were happy and it's like it wasn't that they were happy because they got the glasses they were happy because they saw the response from people they saw the love Mm -hmm. from people and if we hadn't done that little experiment they would not have said hi to anybody And it made a difference. It opened them up. That one experiment opened them up. There's so much you can do with your kids. You just gotta be creative.
2: Yeah. And you have to create some time and space.
1: My kids, my significant other, they are today, they are my wise in life, and I do not want that light switch to go off. Mm -hmm. And it requires balance.
2: How do we structure your day?
1: How do I structure my day? Well, you know, I was at a mastermind recently, and he said, first thing you want to do is wake up and smile, right? I tried that. That didn't work. <laughs> you know, sometimes you wake up with worries, or you, you wake up in a bad mood, and, and so then they said, uh, what you want to do is put a smiley face on the ceiling, so the first thing you think of is a smile. Now, I never went to that degree. I, I suppose it could work, um, but there's times I don't want to get out of bed. I've heard the five seconds rule, you know, count backwards yeah, right, yeah. and launch yourself. That didn't work for me either because I'm a creature of habit. And so if I don't, it just, it didn't work for me. I'm sure it works for a lot of people. What has worked for me, and I have worries like anybody else, and I miss my kids. And, you know, uh, what has worked for me is when I have no motivation, I will take out my phone. I don't jump on Facebook. I don't jump on Skype. Mm-hmm. I type in motivational videos. I do. And I will listen for 20 minutes or so. And then for whatever reason, I am ready to get out there and conquer the world. If I had doubts, uh, if I had something I was struggling with mentally, if my mindset wasn't there, if I'm discouraged the way a project's going, that little 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, it does so much for you. And so then I, I have a pretty large shower and I'll sit there and I'll... I will close my eyes. I I really do this, and I I will find things that I am grateful for. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for the gift skills and abilities that God has given me. I'm grateful for my beautiful, significant other. I'm grateful for the house over my head. right? And then I will command ease, peace, love, kindness, health, wealth, success. I will command that, the universe or God or whatever you want to say. And the reason why is because I was working working with like an energy doctor who was really helping me uh, get my energy levels back where they need to be. And he said, "You don't understand the power of commandments. If you want to have safety in your life, you command that over and over and over and over until it sets in. Now years ago, I' just said, no, this stuff's not real. Today. I will tell you, since I started, and you saw it in my phone, since I started commanding ease, peace, love, health, success, wealth, and there's one other one, since I, a grace, grace is the other one. Since I started commanding those things, there's like a stillness in my life. Like things have slowed down. I feel like I'm able to breathe better. I feel like where there could be confrontations with people, it's not the case right now. There's just like a like a be still. Mm -hmm. I can't explain some of the things that I'm experiencing because I'm open to those things and I wasn't open before and because I wasn't open before I think that's why I went through some of the pain trials and tribulations in my life.
2: Do we really need some pain to go through to be able to change?
1: Here's the thing we can talk about this till we're blue in our yeah, you know, till we're blue in the face. But until somebody actually experiences it for themselves, you know, I've got friends that I've known for 20 years. I lost a, a dear friend the other day. I don't know what happened, but uh, my ex sent me a message in Facebook, and it was uh, you know I'm 42. This girl was 39. It was her obituary. I don't know what happened that woke me up I had two other friends that were they definitely live life to the fullest and they went and hopped on a plane to vacation in Costa Rica just married and the husband went and jumped in the waterfall in Costa Rica which I wouldn't do that because I don't know if there's snakes or lizards or Loch Ness monsters down there it's Costa Rica you know but he jumped in there started drowning she jumped in after him they found both their bodies boom that fast Those things have an effect on you. Losing a loved one, going through a divorce. We can talk about these things, but until people experience them, they really can't embrace them. And I think think it was Denzel Washington that said it best. Or maybe, you know who it was? It was Will Smith. And he says that God puts the greatest things in our life behind fear, turmoil, stress, Hurt, Mm -hmm. all of those things. There's a reward waiting if we can get through it.
2: You mentioned divorce again. How painful it was.
1: Divorce? Yeah. Divorce was death. You know, and I, I don't mean this, I don't mean to offend anybody, but there's times I wish my ex wife had died. Not because I hated her or, you know, I wanted, I'm wishing anything malicious, but with death there's nothing. There's nothing you can do. But when somebody you love is still there, you, you drive yourself crazy saying, if I could only say the right thing, if I could only do the right thing, if I could, I think this right here, I think if I send roses, like that's going to do all the tricks. And I, I will tell you this much. And today I can talk about this and I've shared this story. The mistake that we made is we are still very much in love when we divorced it was a very premature, selfish decision on our part. We should have stuck it out. You know, that was, that was a big mistake. So yeah, for me, divorce was death. Now I'm okay. I'm past it. I'm in an amazing relationship with somebody who understands my business. We're very much in love, and I'm in a good place. But I'm just saying, like, watch your words. Your words can do a lot of hurt in somebody's life. And when you toy with words like divorce or anything like that, like be careful what you wish for. And I know a lot of people that use words to get attention. I've been guilty of that as well. And sometimes it doesn't get you attention, but it backfires. And it gets you what you dread most. Mm. And that's what happened to me. I toyed with the word divorce, and that's what ended up happening. We... Both said it, on the day we signed our divorce papers, we divorced by default. We didn't know what else to do. Still very much in love, didn't know what else to do. We were in limbo at that place.
2: You didn't seek outside help?
1: I honestly don't remember. I blocked a lot of it.
2: Would you change something? No.
1: I'm grateful that I got my two beautiful little girls. Doing the best I can as a dad. I don't think I would change anything. It's given me meaning in life. And look at all the people we're reaching right now with this story. Yeah, I think that we, you know, the question was asked, and, and you heard the same question, do you save that one life or, or do you many save many lives? lives? And I think these stories happen so that we can save many lives. I think that's why God does this to us. And it's amazing to me that he can take something like internet marketing, right, or online marketing or software platforms or whatever and literally transform lives with our message.
2: Let's talk about business a little bit. How your clients find clients?
1: How do our clients find clients? So right now, Facebook is a great lead generation tool. And, I mean, we have Facebook ads out there running and everything, but we also get a massive amount of leads from Mm. Facebook groups. If your group is active, and this is something we're very, very good at, and we can really monetize groups, I can make more money with a group than I can an email list, Mm. then Facebook will reward you. And they'll keep sending people if they see that your group is active. Right? Yeah. How do you keep your group active? consistency and discipline, right? Denzel Washington said it best. If you guys wanna watch the greatest motivational video of all time, look up Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. And he said on the goal to achievement, you gotta have two things. Number one is discipline, and number two is consistency. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anything greater. That goes with any business. With the Facebook group, be consistent. And one of the ways we do that is we post a lot we comment and we go live a lot and i got to tell you something with a lot of the things that i've gone through in life i need my members i it is a reward for me to be able to engage with my members i love it but you also have to know my love language which is words of affirmation things i didn't hear as a kid i'm able to hear from my members and so i need them
0: If you are enjoying interview so far make sure to follow me on other social media. You will find me on YouTube and Facebook as Smiljan mori warrior family on Instagram as smillion mori and on LinkedIn and Twitter as smilian mori s m i l j a n m o r i.
2: How difficult is for you to to change somebody's mindset? that want to start a business and they are afraid to start a business. So is it difficult to change somebody's mindset? or no?
1: I think if you lead by example, yeah. it's the best way to do it. There's a lot of people...
2: What, what are some of the common limiting beliefs of wannabe entrepreneurs that you meet?
1: A lot of people, and that's why they're here at this event, a lot of people uh struggle with some of the false beliefs they've received from their parents, Mm -hmm. a loved one. Spouses can be very dangerous, (laughs) right? Yeah, and you know, I I know the the common response is, well, this time, it's gonna work, right? They they give themselves false, like that can be very, very dangerous. Like, uh, people that don't have supporting spouses, like I hardly ever see them make it. It's usually my story. Like, you're divorced and then you're like, you know what, I'm gonna go out there and prove to her I can make it. Because Mm. now you're on your own. And you're not hearing that negativity all the time. Right? Mm. But like I said, my parents, I had to overcome that. And I haven't got the help that I should get, but my parents always told me money doesn't grow on trees. We're not made of money. I'd ask for a box of Captain Crunch, and no, it's too expensive.
2: It seems like we had the same parents.
1: Yeah, and that's hard. That's hard. So to this day, you know, there's things I'll watch on the menu and I'll be like, "Ah, that's $3 extra. Even though I work really hard, there's times that I don't take a lunch because I'm so busy and then it gets to nighttime and there's times that I'm guilty to spend an extra $3 on myself. Like, think about how broken that is. And the other thing is, you know, as... Those limiting beliefs entered my childhood. I now have money blocks. I, I don't believe that I am worthy of money. And so if you imagine, and I'm just being real with you, if you're out there uh, you know, launching products and doing webinars and speaking on the stage, like money flows. It will come to you. It's very hard for me to meet it because I've learned that if I help people and mm-hmm. give out money, they will accept and they will like me. Remember, the words of affirmation, right? And so it's been hard for me to know my worth. If somebody is happy with what I'm doing, I don't necessarily have to be paid because words of affirmation. Yes. I want them to be happy. And so that's where my partner has come in and really balance things out. It's been like, uh, no, this will cost you $10,000 to work with him or whatever it is. And so now we have balance because I was a loose cannon, out of control, and gave away a lot of money. And unfortunately, people don't pay you back. They don't see it as a loan if you're uh, doing well in life. They just think you don't need it. It was a gift.
2: <laughs> can you recommend uh, one book or a few books that change your life? You mentioned Think and Grow
1: Rich. Think and Grow Rich. You know, if I can be honest with you, I have a hard time reading. Mm-hmm. I open a book... And I read the chapter, and a thought pops in my head. So then I got to read the chapter again, and a thought pops in my head over and over (laughs) and over. Yeah, I've gone to doctors. And he says, you're very hyperactive in the brain. That's why you don't sleep. You got ideas that pop up all the time and everything. You're very active. So if I told you that I have never, ever made it through a whole book ever, I've pretty much been self-taught. I. I was lucky if I got C's in school, most of the time I hung out in the D zone, right? I went to school to, to be a cop. Like, I don't have a degree in marketing or any of these things, not business. I was, I was self-taught. Mm-hmm. The one book that I listened to, audiobook, that changed my life was The Love Languages. Mm. It changed everything for me. My kids, my partners, my lover, everything.
2: So you don't like to read, you like to listen, watch videos. You I would watch
1: love video. to read. And I feel like I have a responsibility to tell people to read, including my kids. I'm not capable of it.
2: How do you manage your time?
1: Very poorly. Very poorly. There's things that I am really good at. And then there's things that people take for granted. I miss half the appointments out there. Desk is, desktop's a mess. I save everything on the desktop, you know, to the point where the computers will crash and then IT guy comes in and gets (laughs) mad at me and I'm not good at managing time. And so when you're not good at something, instead of focusing on your weakness, focus on the things that you're good at and go from being good to excellent. And so the things that I'm not good at, I bring in other people to handle.
2: So, it's not difficult for you to delegate?
1: It is. I find many, is.
2: many entrepreneurs, including me, it's not that easy.
1: It is. And I'm a perfectionist. And I work fast. And people can't keep up with me. And so I get very impatient. You know, it, it is hard. And some things are your baby. And you don't want to let other people in because you're scared that they could hurt your baby.
2: I can imagine you cannot meditate.
1: I've tried (laughs) I know it's important I believe in it yeah I tried and I've used like brain FM and things like that and it's I get too many things on my mind I can't
2: so how do you relax
1: how do I relax I spend time with my loved one Mm -hmm. I spend time with my kids other than that I sleep at night I try to go to bed at 10 o'clock and be up at 7 and in the gym but it's not always possible like there's a lot of sleepless nights
2: how many times do you go to the gym
1: well you know we try to go five days a week Mm -hmm. but you know like anything there's so much BS out there like if I could just be real with you it's a struggle I don't care what anybody says. There's, I don't particularly enjoy the gym. I enjoy the results that I receive from the gym. It's not fun for me. you know. I've done it since I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I was picked on in school. So I said, screw that, I'm gonna go work out so these guys can't pick on me anymore. And lo and behold, I could then get a girlfriend. So I've always done it, but to be consistent with it, like anything else, you're gonna fall off the bandwagon. It's just important that you get back on. But we strive for five times a week.
2: That's nice. I have a last question. If you don't have anything to add. Is there anything I didn't ask you? We could be here for an hour more. You think so? Yeah. Uh,
1: I just want you to know. It doesn't matter how pretty things look sometimes. When you pull back the curtain. We all have the same struggles. Yeah. Right now I'm. Struggling with the things I eat. I'm hearing these conspiracies about, you know meat causing cancer and everything like, I, I don't know the right answer the only conclusion I can came up and we were thinking about this today My grandparents died very very happy. They lived, you know in their 70s 80s There was none of these conspiracies, you know theories stories out there They just ate whatever was available mm-hmm. and they went happy You know? And I feel like people spend so much time worrying about these little things when no matter what, we have a date with Destiny, anyways. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want to find a way to go through life without these worries, but still have balance and be uh, definitely consciously aware. Nice. But I didn't know that until I hit the age of 40 and went through divorce. And at this point, I'm like, whoa. Life is halfway done and if those 40 years go that quick again, I'm gone because they went quick. I can remember sitting there playing Super Mario Brothers and Zelda when I was just a little boy and if it goes that fast again, boom, I'm done. Yeah. And so this part here, it's not about the money anymore. The money's still good. We appreciate the money. It's about really making a difference and building those deposits in life that are going to matter when we get to here. And so this part of my life, I want to be a good person. I've made mistakes over here. I don't want to repeat those mistakes. I want to learn from them. and I want to be a good person. And at the same token, I want to help other people do that with me. I want to take them on the journey as well. And be very prosperous and rewarding at the same time.
2: Last question. I call it power message. Just pretend for five seconds that you only had five seconds to live. What would be the last message you would send to your kids? Something that they would remember.
1: I love you. I'm proud of you. I miss you.
2: Wow. Thank you very much. I love you too. We love you too. We are proud of you. And we are missing something if you don't watch our show.
1: Thank you very much, Chad. Thank you. Uh, it Appreciate it. was a pleasure it. to yes, have sir. you here. Yes, sir.
2: Uh, I'm looking forward to, to meet you in Las Vegas. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. you.
0: Resources from this interview are available online. Visit www.warriorfamily.com and download the free book, Lessons from Millionaires, with all the resources mentioned in the interview. If you want to be a warrior who has it all, visit www.warriorfamily.com and download my eBooks for free. Learn all about warrior productivity, habits, mindset, marketing, and sales strategies confidence boosters and many other things. I promise that you won't be disappointed. More valuable content is waiting for you on my social media profiles. Instagram, Smiljan Mori, YouTube and Facebook, Smiljan Mori, Warrior Family, Twitter, Smiljan Mori, and LinkedIn, Smiljan Mori.